Today's episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast is sponsored by DigiHype Media. DigiHype Media is a local digital marketing company that is based in Mississauga, Ontario, and they do everything from SEO to website design to social media marketing. So if you're looking to get noticed online, check them out at digihypemedia.ca, D-I-G-I-H-Y-P-E-M-E-D-I-A.ca. Check them out today. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bradley Thompson here, and this is episode 39. I think it's episode 39. I always forget the number of the episode, and this is my life. Um, Thanks for listening. You know, we're about to get fired up. Uh, I just had a wonderful conversation with Kyla Yu. She's a very special guest. Um, We did it over Skype, so if there's any Skype difficulties, you shout out Skype on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Let them know that the platform is broken because it's not me, okay? Don't hate. Hate on Skype. <laughs> if you're hating on anything, hate on Skype. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic conversation with Kyla Yu. Um, we did it via Skype and it was awesome. If you guys don't know who she is, basically she is a travel writer and she has had a very awesome journey in life. Um, she used to be in a band called Nylon Pink. Um, and that band, it was a girl band. They did rock music and they toured the world um, back in the day. Um, and that turn, sort of turned into a blog eventually when they sort of stopped playing music. It turned into a blog. And the blog is called nylonpink.tv. And it's still going. It's very popular. Um, they have articles about fashion beauty, food, all that sort of good stuff. Um, And it's a few of the girls from the old band that run the blog, including including Kyla. From there, Kyla started her own blog, her own personal blog. They have a bunch of other blogs, um, her and her friends. Um, But yeah, they're killing it. They're killing it in the travel blogging world. And on top of that, they decided... They might as well launch a book, release a book, um, and the book is called 30 Day, I want to make sure I get it right, 30 Day Travel Challenge, How to Make Your Travel Dreams a Reality. And this book will sort of help you, you know, book your next travel adventure. You know, if you're finding like, oh, it's too expensive to travel. I don't know what to do, dude. This book will help you. It'll give you all the hacks. It'll give you all the tips that you need in small increments so you can actually travel the world like she has traveled the world and i'm super jealous about that (laughs) um but yeah it was a fantastic conversation she's very cool she has a lot of experience a lot of expertise in the world of travel because she does it um so make sure you hit her up on social media at kyla u so k-a-i-l-a why you on Instagram, Twitter, you can check out Nylon Pink on all that sort of good stuff. Um, Nylon Pink is on YouTube as well. Nylon Pink official. 
And then you can check her personal website out at kylau.com, K-A-I-L-A-Y-U.com. I almost messed it up. Um, and then nylonpink.tv. And then you can grab their book um, that her and her and the co-author wrote. I think it was Kiki. Um, check it out. Check it out. Hello Lit. Grab it on Amazon. You're already buying, I don't know, your egg holder, your USB-C, your Nerf gun. I bought a Nerf gun the other day because I'm 24 years old and might as well. You know, I've never had a Nerf gun before, bought a Nerf gun on Amazon. So you might as well also buy the 30-day travel challenge because that just makes it better, okay? Um, yeah. I don't know. This episode was awesome. Check it out. Keep listening. You'll learn a lot. There's a lot of random tips too that will just change your life. There's one about basically global entry. Blew my mind. Didn't know this was a thing. Okay. Um, So enjoy this week's episode, episode 39 of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast today with Kyla Yu. And it's all about travel. Let's get right into it. Right meow. Right now. That's from a movie. <laughs> right now we're listening. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep prolonging this intro. Right now we're going into the Living the Canadian Dream Podcast, episode 39 with Kyla Yu. Let's go. Living the Canadian Dream. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bradley Thompson here, and this is episode 39 of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. We are here today with episode 39, as I just said, because I like to repeat myself. Um, (laughs) We are here via Skype. Um, And today, I have a super special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) Yeah, my name is Kyla Yu. I'm a travel expert, and I'm really dedicated to help people... um, who find travel not accessible, have it be more accessible and help people live out their wildest travel dreams. For sure. Perfect. I love it. Um, I was, I totally thought your name was pronounced Kayla. So I'm happy that you said it. That's why I sort of did that that way. Yeah. I have a tendency to say the wrong name. I was just like, Oh, I don't want to do it. Um, okay. So Kyla, you, um, and I've sort of done my research on you. We sort of connected, uh, online and, you have a very cool history. So to sort of go over a few things, you were once in a rock group. Now you're sort of turned into a travel blogger, travel writer. You have a book and you're doing all this awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, which is all good though. It's like Uh, a typical, I guess, wait, does it matter that I'm from Los Angeles? No, no, no. no, it's, It's all good. No, we've had people from all over, to be honest. And yeah, like the whole point of this podcast is really just like, how do you do things that help you like live your dreams? Like just how do you do things, you know, to do the things that you want to do, really? Like just people that are experts in their own areas, whether it's like, you know, marketing, entrepreneurship, you know, like any of that stuff. Um, yeah, we've had a really diverse range of guests on the podcast, so it's, okay, it's all awesome. good. Um, yeah. Um, so you have a background in music which is awesome. So you had a band uh, with how many other group mates was it? 
It was a five-piece band. Okay, five-piece band. Um, and you guys were a rock group, correct? Yeah, all yeah. girl, all Asian. It wasn't intended to be all girl or all Asian, but somehow we just Worked let go of band members along the way, <laughs> and then it was replaced by Asian girl somehow. <laughs> and then once we had the formula, we were like, okay, this is uh, something that we're going to stick with. Yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. So you guys are called Nylon Pink. Yeah, we were because the band no longer exists. Yeah, yeah. But um, yes, we were in Nylon Pink. We toured all around the world, and uh, it was so much fun. But there's just not really a lot of money in music unless you're Lady Gaga. <laughs> there's yeah, like yeah. no in between musicians. It's either you are starving or you are a world famous musician, basically. Sure, I can definitely see that, and I think that's similar for a lot of creative fields. Unless you're like, you know, the standouts is just like, oh, you know, it's a it's a struggle. Yeah, but that's a, that's a really cool experience, though. Like just traveling the world, playing music, doing something that you enjoy. Um, how did you guys come up with the name Nylon Pink? That's a very unique name. Um, well, pink just being several of our favorite color. But we also <laughs> had a like very fashion aspect to our band. Sure. So um, nylon just kind of pulling in the fashion vibe. And then we just wanted to create a word that didn't exist. But yeah. the problem is everyone then mistook our name for neon pink, which like seems stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or pink nylon, which yeah, also yeah. seems stupid. So <laughs> there are a lot of mistaken renditions of our name that we didn't like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. Um what uh so you were lead vocals for this uh for this band as well right yeah i was lead vocals and um now i do travel writing with my partner kiki who used to be yes. the lead guitarist oh that's awesome so you so you still have connections with the band that's awesome that's, that's... oh yeah three of us are best friends so. uh, that's, that's that's really good um because yeah. you hear like stories of people like you know they tour together and then they just you know they just do not like each other after. So it's good that you guys are still friends and stuff like that. You're oh, doing other true. stuff together, which is awesome. Like all my favorite bands, everyone hates the lead singer. It's <laughs> like true, Guns yeah. Like Roses, Motley yeah. Crue, Skid Row. Yeah. All of them hate their lead singers like 30 years later. Yeah, They yeah. still hate them. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, touring's tough. To be honest, like, what I learned about in being in a band is that I love traveling, but I don't really love touring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I can only imagine that the schedule is probably pretty hectic as well, right? Yeah, you don't get to see as much as what you want to. And then when you're sightseeing, you're kind of stressed out. You know, either you had a good show and you're stressed about your next performance, or you had a bad show, so you're depressed about the performance and stressed about the next performance is just like yeah i just want to go travel and not have anything to worry about yeah 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 so that just makes sense then like that you guys started a travel blog so did that come sort of naturally it sort of formed from the band into the travel blog yeah it came pretty naturally after the band um, split apart we had this website and this had a fair amount of traffic and we had a little bit of a fan base and we weren't mm -hmm. going to be publishing or creating any more music, but we didn't want to have this website go completely to waste. For so sure. we had already been 
as a band, you know, blogging about our performances. So that included some travel within it. So it wasn't like just a totally out of the blue transition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which which makes sense though. Like that's awesome. So you guys leveraged the audience that you already had, which is ideal. And then you sort of transitioned into sort of a rebranding, I would say. Yeah, and we lost some fans along the way, definitely, because they were like, what the hell, we don't care about travel. Yeah, And then we gained other ones along the way, so it all evened out. Yeah, yeah, which which makes sense, though. But you guys definitely found a niche, because you guys are, I was looking through your stuff, like, you guys have a lot of active followers and stuff like that. And just the content that you guys are creating is just, it's awesome. It's, It's really good. It's very niche, but very valuable. Yeah, it's just so important to niche down. And as we find a niche, we even try to niche down even more. Mm -hmm. I find that's like kind of the way to succeed in social media or business or whatever. Yeah. Unless you're a giant with uh, millions of dollars to throw at the project, you got to niche down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, So right now you're based in LA. You're doing the Nylon or Nylon Pink blog, Mm -hmm. but you also have your own personal blog as well. Yeah, I have my own personal blog and my personal brand is like, I'm all about wellness travel. Okay. So, you know, there's all kinds of trends. It's a really um, popular um, segment in travel. It's the fastest growing one. Mm-hmm. And there's all this crazy stuff out there like digital detox retreats and silent meditation retreats. Yes, I have heard about a lot of those. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So it's all about returning um, healthier more refreshed and with some good habits yeah which is which is a very interesting yeah i can definitely see that trending because like you hear about that stuff um i don't know if you follow uh tim ferris oh yeah uh, tim ferris yeah i yeah. recommend his book actually yeah yeah <laughs> he is oh my yeah he's the man. Of life yeah oh yeah he, he's the man like especially he always talks about that stuff a lot of his guests talk about like the silent meditations all that sort of stuff it's very unique um have you ever done any of those like the silent meditations before um, I haven't yet, but there's this awesome silent retreat that takes place in Joshua Tree near me oh, that cool. everyone should know about. My friends have been on it, but it's like 10 days silent retreat, totally free. I think you just have to volunteer, but I just, I can't clear 10 days where I just am completely off the grid. That, yeah, yeah. that does kind of scare me. Like I could do the silent retreat, but I need to be able to check I have clients and stuff yeah. I don't yeah I don't know if I could unplug that effectively so I've done like juicing retreats and other kinds of ones but not the silent one or the digital detox one in particular very cool um for anybody that doesn't know what a silent retreat is could you break that down for just everybody yeah it's generally in the meditation space um so Basically, you just go to a retreat and you're not allowed to talk for, you know, a day, three days, 10 days, whatever it ends up being. But you learn by not talking how much noise is created just by chatter. And then actually, you would think that if you didn't talk, like all the voices in your head would take over, but they actually go down, like they quiet down. And that's kind of the ultimate goal to just... um, and usually there's a lot of meditation involved yeah. during the silent retreats also. Yeah, yeah. Because from what I know um, from sort of the silent retreat stuff is that 
if you go to one of those, you can't even have like technology with you or anything. No, like, yeah. You're really like just silent. <laughs> yeah, you are silent. No books. Yeah, nothing. It's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> maybe like a three day. I could do yeah, a three day. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Even one day is like, <laughs> it's kind of rough for me. I don't know. <laughs> but just yeah. try it out at home. Yeah, you maybe. Can, like, go back to the phone if you desperately need to. Yeah, yeah. No, for real though. Um, Have you but, ever tried like float float tanks or any of those things? I haven't actually. That's one oh. that, um, it's really big in LA actually. So yeah, I, I should try out one real soon. But, you yeah. know, Tim Ferriss also recommends just taking, like, a, I don't know what he calls it, but it's, like, a news um, detox where you don't read anything. Okay. So you don't read magazines or books or news. And he does that every once in a while because it's just information overload. So you can do it without doing a getaway in some yeah, format. Yeah. I can definitely see that helping, though, because there is a lot of information out there. And you're just always bombarded. Um just even, I think even like just shutting off your push notifications, that's like, yeah, that's just Ugh. like the 2019 way of detoxing, to be honest. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, um, if you're like into that stuff, definitely try out the float tank. Like I, uh, I did it a couple months ago and it's a very interesting experience. It's, I assume probably a similar experience, just a lot shorter than a <laughs> silent <laughs> retreat. Um, because you're in there for only an hour, um, but it feels like a very long time. So So do you have to hold yourself up or like how are you no, um So it's a it's all Epsom salts. It's just salt and it's just so buoyant that um you just float. So it's like, like if you, so were you to, couldn't like sink if you wanted to. Yeah, so you can't sink. Like if you stand up uh, straight okay. and you like walk in it, you can you can walk around and touch the floor. Um but if you're just like laying flat, you'll float. It's like the Dead Sea because it's just so buoyant um, just because there's so much salt. It's 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 a very interesting experience. Very An hour interesting. seems like a long time, though. Do you, like, sleep or... Yeah, you just uh, you just kind of honestly just close your eyes and just chill. Just okay. sort of just breathe. Uh, some, some people, they, like, put on music and stuff like that, um, which is another sort of way of doing it. Uh, but I tried it without music and... It was very interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting, <laughs> to say the least. So I'll have to try that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a good experience. Um, about the, uh, I've never heard of the uh, the detox retreat. What is that? Well, a digital detox retreat is essentially just a silent retreat. Okay. Because, um, except you don't need to be silent. Okay. But it's, uh, never mind, it's not like a silent retreat, <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect. But you, you have no cell phone, you have no, okay. like, um, no digital access, no TV, no nothing. So you're totally unplugged, no Wi-Fi. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and then you said you did a juicing retreat before? Was that? Yeah, so um, that's just a retreat where you're fasting. Oh, okay. So all you drink is juice for, say, five days. Oh, very um, and as you probably know, fasting is very healthy to do once in a while. Also, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually intermittent fast. I, 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 I don't know. I, I've just sort of been doing it for the last, like, to be honest, four months. Um, it's been good. It's different though. It's yeah, tricky. people swear by it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's all different methods because I just spoke to someone who said 
they only intermittent fast between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I already do that. Like, I don't eat breakfast and I don't yeah. eat after 8 p.m. So am I already intermittently fasting? Yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> like... a lot of people do. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's it's just basically like just don't eat late at night and, you know, just make it so you're not eating meals just like just for the sake of eating meals to be honest like that's really what it's for and then you go into ketosis and stuff like that but um that's just a plus so yeah i don't know it's it's a very interesting thing so a juicing retreat you fast and just drink juice i guess like yeah basically yeah Yeah. okay very interesting i've never heard about before that's that's pretty cool yeah no it's um actually been going on for a while so it's not like digital detox that's like a new trend yeah yeah that's pretty sweet um awesome so let's talk a little bit about sort of like your travel experiences and stuff like that where have you been in the world where are your favorite places like countries or even cities yeah that's a difficult one to narrow down (laughs) uh but i am just out of everywhere I travel, I just love Asia. Asia okay. is always like just my number one favorite. And also because I'm a huge foodie. So food and um, street food especially drives who I travel to. Very cool. Um, I definitely don't want to go somewhere with bad food. Yeah. I haven't, you know, I haven't went anywhere where there's been no good food. But yeah. um, and I want very have, I have a food. question for you. Have you ever been to Cuba? I haven't, but I'm sure oh, that's delicious. That's, no, a lot of a lot of people go, and they say that is just the worst food. But really? they are staying. But yeah, they are. food's so good. Yeah, I think it's because um, a lot of them they stay at, like because it's uh, Cuba's super okay. cheap. They stay at resorts. Yeah. Um, it's super cheap to stay at resorts. Um, at least for Canadians, I don't know what it is for the states. No, but no, a lot no, of people a go key. to. Oh yeah, there's yeah, a key there is. for Cuba. You're yeah, I totally to forgot. Go... About yeah. There are restaurants that people run out of their own house. Oh. Like, those are the ones you're supposed to go to. Resort food never is good because it's never, it's always like Authentic. watered down for, yeah. sorry, white people. <laughs> no, you know, no. People, people with not very, like retired people with not very adventurous taste buds is what resort food is catered to. Yeah. So if you can find and locate these restaurants set up, inside people's homes like i've heard those are amazing that's crazy that's a very interesting thing to just go to somebody's house but i guess that's sort of how you meet people you get the sort of uh the real cuisine yeah definitely cool so you like street food um what's your like sort of favorite street food would you say like what country do you say has the best street food well taiwan definitely has the best street food in the world really oh. i mean it's not just because i'm taiwanese I think <laughs> many people will say that um i don't know it's just like i feel like the food in taiwan's so delicious you could go to like expensive restaurants but the best food is just on the streets and yeah. there's so much innovation happening there because it's competitive so everyone wants the newest greatest street food so sure. every time you go back there's something new to try yeah, yeah. And it's a really big travel destination, I hear, as well. Um, a lot of people are going to Taiwan. Um, yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I hear it's beautiful. 
So yeah, where, you have to go. Yeah, yeah. Where would you recommend going in Taiwan? Uh, well, I mostly spent time in Taipei. Okay. Um, and then also, if you love hot springs, which are also wellness, then <laughs> the Beitou Hot Springs area, which is just like 30 minutes outside of LA, is uh, definitely a must stop by because they have all these natural hot springs and hotels that That's have really hot cool. springs in like tubs in your room where you can turn on the faucet and have hot spring water come in. That sounds so sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. Uh, what, what other country would you say is sort of underrated or like under the radar, but like amazing? Um, I was just in Curacao and many people don't even know where that is. I'm not going to so, lie. I have no idea where that is. Like I think 80 to 90% of people that I say it to <laughs> don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, and it's actually just right next to Aruba. So okay. it's in the Caribbean. Okay. And why it's awesome is because Aruba, you know, is awesome, but it's kind of overrun with tourism. Hmm. And Curacao is kind of like the more low-key, cheaper version of Aruba. But with all the same natural snorkeling, you know, all kinds of same amenities. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. That's very cool. So that I, I've never even heard of that country. That's that's wild. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so like sort of, I guess you can obviously they have reefs and stuff like that. So you can go snorkeling. That's cool. Um, where would you say has been like sort of your worst sort of travel experience what place do you have one <laughs> do i have one okay i'm gonna have to say or, or even india, disappointing just even disappointing like the india airport in um i think delhi okay oh my god yeah so not india india was awesome okay. but at the india airport I felt like there was some kind of weirdness with women. And when we were going to the customs counter, this group of three guys in uniform came up and they started interrogating us just in the middle of the, um, you know, we weren't in a room or anything. And they were like, just asking all kinds of questions. Like, where's the last place you visited? And you yeah. know, you usually go up to the counter with the guy and then, and they yeah, yeah. formally have the stamp or whatever sure. and this went on for like 10 minutes and then I was like finally I was like what are you asking this about like what is this about yeah and then we just walked away because they were just harassing us that's really weird yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, that would definitely make <laughs> the trip really negative yeah that's, yeah that's not cool were you guys leaving or were you just getting there Oh my gosh, yeah. But That's luckily after that, um, you know, after we were there with the Indian Tourism Board, so after we connected with them, then everything was smooth. But this was before uh, when we were still on our own. Yeah, yeah, like you had like a negative first impression. That's that's never fun. Yeah, but, but airports, it, you know, are never exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually. And um, some of them are very strict and stuff too, as you know, you can imagine, but... I don't know. It's it's very interesting. <laughs> I've never heard about that happening. But I hear, you know, people do get interrogated, obviously, at airports. It's just how it is. But oh, that's, that's very happened weird. to yeah. me before really? several times. Well, back when I used to um, be in a band, okay. we would carry a ton of merch with us. 
Mm -hmm. So there's been time because you're not supposed to travel for business. You have to like get a specific visa and report it and everything. Oh, okay. And, you know, 90% of people just don't do that because it's an unnecessary hassle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, there's been situations where I don't know if they caught it in their x-ray or something. And then the custom agent would open up my um, suitcase and there would be hundred CDs in there with my picture <laughs> on it and they'd, then I'd get interrogated and brought into a back room and I've had stuff confiscated before yeah 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 but that yeah yeah there's no way of really getting around a hundred CDs yeah <laughs> with your face on it too yeah not <laughs> happening today yeah though, yeah that's funny um when you travel do you uh usually go Airbnb hostel hotel what do you I usually gotta do? say that I am more on the luxury end of things. Okay. I can't do the Airbnb because, like, when I'm on vacation, I do not want to make my bed or clean my room. Like, I'm nice. on vacation, yeah, yeah. I could do that at home. For sure. I yeah. want my room, you know, when I return from my excursion, I want it to be pristine and perfect. Yeah. And I want the option of room service if I want it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that, like, especially if it's been a long day or you have to leave early in the morning, like, room service is always, like, key. Or hotel buffets in Asia are sometimes mind-blowing. They are really, really, really good. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you'd be missing out on those hotel buffets. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, that's probably better than, like, <laughs> um, Toronto no, continental buffets, breakfast. <laughs> yeah. No, the Asian hotel buffets, they have, like, a fresh noodle station where oh, they're making, yeah, sad. like, it's, like, and an omelet station. They have all these stations of fresh food being made. So it is, Yeah, that's you legit. don't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's legit. That's definitely worth it. So so you're a hotel person. That, that's all good. Um, Do you prefer, say, doing um, I guess like travel experiences where you're at a resort or like you're sort of no. doing adventurous stuff. Well, I do like a resort to stay at at night, but okay. I love to go on excursions. So okay. I might, you know, sign on for a tour that has nice hotels, but then all day long we're running around looking at different things or hiking and snorkeling and um, sure. cultural experiences. Like I love it when they you can go into somebody's house and they're teaching a cooking class, Yeah, you know, yeah. like the kind of stuff Anthony Bourdain does on his show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Off the beaten path experiences. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. So do you, um, do you usually book your tours and stuff through the hotel or do you sort of just go off on your own? Like what is your sort of goal with tours? I, um, so I, I've done both and I prefer to just find a tour company that I love and just sign on for the tour and then usually hotels are included um, okay. you know different hotels along the way and I've planned the last time we went to Peru I planned every step of it and it was exhausting <laughs> I yeah, just like yeah. to have a tour person just be like okay be there at eight you know and then off to the next thing and they have all the transportation and everything planned yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't have to worry about anything which is perfect yeah and it's probably a lot safer too yeah yeah but the one downfall is that um, I recommend that you get a tour that does not have dinners included because the places that tend to take you to play to eat 
or like places they have agreements with. So you'll mm-hmm. go in and there'll be like 10 other tourist, tourist groups there. And you're like, this is probably not the like most authentic, coolest place to eat. It's like the place the tour company got the best deal with. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, and it's probably like the most popular tourist place, but not the uh, most authentic. Yeah. Too, I assume. Oh, cool. Um, so you guys have a book. So a 30 day travel challenge. Yes. Yeah. We're really excited about that. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is it about? Give it a little like quick pitch, not even like a pitch, just like a quick summary about what the book is about, why it's helpful. So yeah, we're always talking about travel or posting about our travel experiences. And then we get so many questions and comments from people saying, Oh, I wish I could travel like that. Or I can't afford to travel or how do I do that? So we just, the book details a 30 day challenge where every day is dedicated to one facet of travel, whether it be research budgeting or our entire first week is wellness. So people get really confused because they're like, why are we meditating in this book about (laughs) travel challenges? But um, our, argument is that you have to get your mind right to optimally do anything effectively so we spend the whole first week breaking down different travel I guess objections like I can't afford to travel because yeah maybe you can't afford to go on the five thousand dollar luxury trip but if you save up for a year you can travel somewhere internationally just with the right budgeting and planning and then we go over travel hacking things. So if you want to go that way, there's also that option. Very cool. I like it. Um, yeah, that's very informative. So this whole sort of um, process breaks down 30, into 30 days. Yeah, so every day we'll go over something different. So, for mm-hmm. example, on, say, I'm just pulling this out because I don't remember the order. But, yeah, like, yeah, day sure. three, say, we cover journaling because it's in the first week and then you kind of journal about freehand which is also something Tim Ferriss goes over yeah yeah journaling is really good for opening your creativity and opening your mind to different ideas so you might journal on the topic of why I'm not traveling now and then um, that may bring out some subconscious ideas of why why you aren't traveling right now what's holding you back And then skip to like week three, we might go over just nuts and bolts, like one day as budgeting. So, you know, by week three, you've maybe chosen your destination that you want to travel to. So let's break it down onto all the different costs and how to budget for it. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's very structured, but like that's very helpful for sure. Yeah, I just love a good 30 day challenge myself. I've done all kinds of different 30-day challenges. So I just didn't see one in particular geared towards travel. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just made it for myself, me and yeah, Kiki. That's, yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Yeah, because especially the 30-day challenges, like they're super easy, you know, to sort of do because it breaks down each day. And when somebody's like sort of going towards the goal, whether it's, you know, like the 30-day ab challenge or, yeah. you know, <laughs> going on vacation, like breaking it down into smaller sort of steps is a lot easier to sort of put together. In yeah, the long it's more run. digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, how was the process of writing the book? How was that? 
obviously you do a lot of writing as it is for your blog, um, your blogs, but um, how, how was the process of writing an actual book? Uh, it was difficult and people ask me or ask us how long it took and it's mm -hmm. hard to answer that because I started writing it three years ago and then okay. life got busy and I just put it away. Yeah. And then, um, then I started working heavily with Kiki and then <clears throat> kind of the book resurfaced again. And then luckily at that point when she joined on, I had a co-writer so that really okay. helped speed up the process. I think that's when I got motivated to finish it was when she joined on. And then, awesome. then you have an accountability partner. Like, I wrote one chapter. Where's your chapter? For you know, sure, yeah. You're just kind of keeping up with each other. Yeah. And it's probably a lot easier and just sort of like a more motivating experience when you can bounce ideas off of somebody too. Yeah, you... absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about teaming up with people to work on things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, like that's great for creativity. That's great for just even developing like a more, I don't know, fuller, like more, I don't know, uh, detailed final product. You know what I mean? Because you have all yeah, these use and stuff like that. Yeah, not just yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so when you sort of first started writing it, did it was it uh, like the goal was the goal to like actually write a book? Or was it like, say, a blog post or just random thoughts? It was a random thought at first. Okay. And then, then it started to be like, okay, why don't I do a blog series on this? And then okay. when I started writing it, it was like, this is actually enough content to be a book. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Like, they start, like that's why I was wondering, because I know some bloggers, like, they end up writing books, and it sort of started from, like, a blog post. Yeah, you might as well, because as a blogger, you're writing so much. You've probably already written sure. a couple of books worth of content on your yeah, blog. For sure. How how often do you post on your blog? Like, just blogging in general? Well, at this point, we also have writers. For sure. So, yeah. um, I mean, I maybe update a post at least once a week, but okay. we also have several blogs. So between us, we have four blogs. Yeah, it's a lot maybe of stuff five. Yeah, they're all different niches. So, um, but the, I guess our top blog that we're working on at the moment is publishing maybe at least five articles a week. So at least once yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of content. Uh, yeah, but it's like if you're already in the groove and you're a writer, it's you know it's just natural. Yeah. Very cool. Um, when it came to sort of writing the book, what was your sort of routine like? Would you write in the morning? Would you sort of jot down notes throughout the day? What was your process Yeah, like? it's all about the morning writing. I yeah. feel like um, either you're a night person or a morning person, and I'm mm -hmm. definitely not necessarily a morning person, but I'm more of a morning person than a night person. I mean, I go to bed at like 10 p.m., so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, in the morning – before the emails start pouring in, For sure, I think it's yeah. the best time. Because once yeah, yeah. those start coming in, it's so e easy to get distracted and run off on something else. It's, it's so true. Like even sometimes when like I'm working or something like that, like I won't even look at my emails until I say finish whatever is on my to-do list. And then I'll go through it because I know I'll just sort of start going through tasks on my emails, answering emails. It just You lose so much time just on email. It's crazy. 
Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Um, so in terms of like writing a book, writing a blog, what would you say are the main uh, like the main differences, the similarities between those two? Well, I think the main um, difference is that for the book, you just need a book's worth of content on one topic. But mm-hmm. whereas on blog posts, we're jumping around topics all the time. Like today, yeah. we're writing about the best Thailand wellness destinations. And then tomorrow, I might write about the best ginger Thai salad recipe or something. Yeah, for sure. So it's just, I think, a volume difference, um, first off. And then, um, yeah, I would say a book, I mean, obviously, it's just far more difficult to put out just because yeah. of the volume and then the the focus and it all has to tie together and make sense yeah yeah for sure yeah no and it makes yeah it makes a lot of sense um do you sort of brainstorm each post that you do each like say chapter that you do for your book um did you like sort of mind map like or just jot down ideas like what was your sort of yeah absolutely um I'm not good at mind mapping. I've tried that before. Okay. <laughs> it's just too complicated for me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, for a book, um, I would definitely recommend starting out with an outline. I don't even know how you would do it otherwise. Mm-hmm. But um, luckily for us, there's already an outline built in. There's 30 days. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we knew there was going to be about 30 chapters, you know, give or take an intro and conclusion. Yeah. Um, so we came up with the every day, like what each topic was for each day, um, mm. and then separate it in, into themes for each week before we started writing. Very cool. Yeah. So, so you had an idea of sort of what you were going to be writing for each day. Yes, definitely. Okay. That's good. Yeah. No, I, that's what I was wondering. Like, cause I know there's 30 days to fill. Like, do you yeah. guys write stuff, or are you just going based day by day? No, like, oh, no, yeah. do, we were... don't have a topic for it today. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they all, we had an outline and how they all kind of flowed into each other before we started writing. Okay, very cool. I like it. Um, okay, aside from sort of the book thing, we'll talk a little bit about travel. Um, if you can give any tips, recommendations based on your expertise. Um, when it comes to, say, Picking a place to travel. Is there anything that people should say take into consideration? Any specific things? Well, um, yeah, I guess very dependent upon your um, personal preferences. So budget would be the first concern that's probably most limiting for everyone. So, you know, if you're limited in budget, you probably can't go to Africa because going on an African safari is, extremely expensive Mm -hmm. but um if you have a smaller budget mexico is very attainable yeah um so i would say budget is the first thing to take into account okay and um i can't remember the name of this and maybe i could send it to you later for the show notes yeah but there's this really cool website that i love to use and um we actually recommend it in the book but I can't remember it right now. Yeah, but you yeah. go to the website and you could punch in like, okay, here's my budget range. Here's like the time I want to go. And here's like, I want to go on an adventure or wellness trip. And then you punch that in cool. and it'll give you 10 suggestions. And it's huh? 
fun because it comes up with some suggestions that you're like, yeah. I've never even heard of this place before. That's very cool. And it gives you a starting point too, which is awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, when it comes to booking trips and stuff like that, is there anything you recommend? Any sort of tools that people should sort of look out for? Yeah, I'm all about Skyscanner. Okay. So um, this is another cool way to find somewhere to go is um, if you go to Skyscanner and go to search, there's a feature on it that's called like um, cheapest month. And okay. then, then you like plug in the location of anywhere in the world. So it Very will cool. come out with different like, for example, if I search September, September mm -hmm. with the cheapest month, it'll punch out all the cheapest tickets around the world in September. So you might find some deals in like, you know, Zimbabwe or something that you wouldn't have considered That's really going cool. to, but there's like a $300 ticket there, which would never happen. But if there were, you'd certainly snatch it up because that would be a one once in a lifetime kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really cool because I know even just for myself, just like sometimes when you're looking around and say you're looking at just places for a time period, you, and you come across say like a destination that's it's their peak period. And that's yeah. the price that you see. That's the price that's always going to be in your head. <laughs> yeah. That's another tip is travel during low season because you can get some amazing deals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so you use the Skyscanner app to sort of, or website to sort of figure that out? Um, I use Skyscanner just to find out what deals. The deals like if I, per month. Because yeah. my whole thing about travel is I just want to go everywhere I've never been. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of places that are up for grabs. That's awesome. So yeah, I'll search that to see if there's a deal happening somewhere I haven't traveled to yet. For sure. Um, when you're picking, say a destination or if somebody's like trying to decide like, oh, you know, should they choose between quality or like just even like say luxury or the cheap alternative? Um, I think that's really dependent on yourself. You know, mm -hmm. that's just a personal preference. Um, I've tried, oh my God. Oh, okay. I totally forgot one of my worst experiences. <laughs> so I was glamping in Peru, which okay. sounds really awesome. But yeah. I didn't realize that I suffer from, like, I'm not good with altitudes. And we were in oh, okay. the Cusco area, actually a little bit higher, and the altitude is crazy there. So I was glamping on a tent um, with some remote village in Peru mm -hmm. on, like, top of a mountain. And then this altitude sickness kicked in. Oh, yeah. And what you really need in that scenario is, like, oxygen like an oxygen tank, for which sure, yeah. like, you know, wasn't available for miles around. Um, so I suffered through the night and it was pretty horrible. Um, yeah, that's, but that's crazy. <laughs> the next night we went to um, this five-star hotel, which, oh, oh no, I can't remember the name. I want to give you the name next for the show notes also. Yeah, yeah, for sure, but yeah. I, my memory today is just blanking out. <laughs> So we went to this hotel, a luxury hotel, and I was still suffering from some lighter altitude sickness. And okay. they had a 
paramedic on call inside the hotel for free that you could call、uh, any time of the day. So meaning、awesome. at like 4 a.m. when I woke up and had a pounding headache, I called them and got some oxygen for free at、no、4 a.m. Yeah. That worked out really well. <laughs> yeah, when we when I switched locations, but、yeah. I I noticed like for example I like to have a bathroom nearby, so、okay. I glanced this other time and then the bathroom、mm. was like kind of a hike away. Yeah, and so it's kind of scary in the dead of the night. Oh yeah. So I had to hold in, you know, for the whole night because I was too scared. Yeah. So I know that I need. I can't camp or glamp because bathrooms are usually not located inside your tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta walk outside the tent. Yeah, even um, I went camping a couple weeks ago at uh, it's a national park in in Ontario, in Canada,、mm-hmm. and um, it's called Algonquin Park. And you know, right when you drive into the park, like there's warnings all over the thing. It's just like bears have been seen in the area. <laughs> Don't keep your food out. It's just like okay, I'm gonna go outside at night. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like that's not happening anymore. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy. You have all、oh、those things God, running through you... your head, but like you forget about、have、animals too. <laughs> ever watched the Bear Grylls、um, documentary? Yes. yes. Ah, oh my God, that's pretty horrifying. That's what、it's、I think、classic. of whenever I think of bears. Yeah, no, it's true though. It's it's you never know to be honest. And、Even、he though, was an expert. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, and he's the man. <laughs>、yeah. Um, when it comes to like a first-time traveler, like going to a different country, do you have any tips for those people? Do your research.、Okay. Like, I think don't just go to a different country like not know what's going on. Make sure to check、um, if there's any online travel advisories.、Mm-hmm. Um, you can check、uh, state.gov.org for that. Okay. And、um, make sure to research cultural、um, differences because some things that you might do in a country, you know, at home that are not rude, might、yeah. be considered rude in a different country.、Um, For sure. So find out the different、um, cultural differences that exist. That's yeah. That's that's a great recommendation. No, it makes sense because every culture is different. Yeah. It's crazy.、Um, do you、uh, ever sort of? Use budget airlines. How do you feel about those?、Um, a real big thing now. Yeah, I have used them before. We've、um, done a campaign with Spirit, actually. Okay. And I think they're great. You know, I mean, I think Wow Airlines just shut down, but、um, yeah, yeah, it did. And、yeah. it it killed Iceland's tourism industry. Yeah, so I think budget airlines are really helping out for tourism. For sure. But um. There is a current concern happening around airplane travel. Yeah,、um, you know, very damaging to the environment. So that's on my radar. I'm not sure what to do about that because I have to fly. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to not fly, but trying to explore ways of doing things more sustainably. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Well, you know, grab a bike. <laughs> bike and swim. Yeah, I'll bike at home or like not eat meat or something because that's yeah, scary. Yeah. Also, you know what's really damaging for the environment? I saw a survey is having kids. That's like one、oh, of、yeah. the number one I, most damaging、yeah. things. 
I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> really weird that it would be on a list, but yeah. <laughs> I was the it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Um, do you use any like travel points cards or anything like that? Because that's also like, you know, some people use air miles, some people use, you know, aeroplan. Um, I don't know. Do you recommend anything for people trying to like save on travel? Yeah, 100%. I am totally a travel hacker. I have yeah. every travel credit card that exists and I run out of ones to sign up for. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this in the book. The number one thing is that don't sign up for any travel credit card if you have any debt. So sorry, if you have student loan debt and you have other debt, clear that out first. For sure. I'm really like a stickler about that because I got into debt when I was younger and it's really hard to clear. Yeah. So yeah. any credit cards that I have, I use them for travel spending, like for gaining points okay. only. So they're paid off immediately or at the end of the month. So I would say that's my number one tip before signing up for any credit card. Awesome. Yeah, that that's great advice. Because a lot of like, you know, travel bloggers out there will be like, oh, just sign up for this. But saying that like, oh, you know, if you have debt right now, that's like, yeah, yeah that's, that's something red, that people forget about too. That's really a big problem. Yeah. Um, and then if you already have debt, you're probably just going to accrue more debt, you know, because yeah, you obviously weren't able to pay off the other debt. So. Yeah. No, and that, and that makes total sense. Um, Is there like, do you uh, like, do you recommend say points or like, say the, you know, like some cards like have like the payback in money, that sort of I stuff. I never use those because those okay. do nothing for travel, but if you want to make back money, that's great. But okay. I use my travel <laughs> card strictly for travel. So I would recommend like the Chase Sapphire card. That's kind okay. of a good beginner's card. They offer like 50,000 to 100,000 point bonuses depending on specials. Okay. But usually it's 50,000. Awesome. And I specifically, I use it for business class flights because I okay. can't afford to pay $5,000 for a flight. Mm -hmm. But if you use points, it's free. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sweet. That's awesome. Okay, very cool. Um, Is there any uh travel essentials that you always bring with you? Like aside from like obviously like the basics like clothing, <laughs> is there anything <laughs> like other than that that you always have with you when you're traveling? Um, yeah, a couple of things is that I like to bring these homeopathic jet lag pills. I don't okay. know if they actually do anything, but they seem to do something, and maybe it's all in my head. Okay. So I always bring those, and I always go to my doctor and get some medical stuff. So okay. I get um. Ah, what is it called? <laughs> There's one for um, if you get food poisoning, and then I get the Z pack in in case I catch like a flu or something. Oh, very Because cool. I want to be healthy and feeling great on my vacation. I don't want. Yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. So no, I think don't that's be... more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. You don't want your vacation cut short because of like a mosquito or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's great advice. Um, is there any tech that you bring along with you? Like, do you have any like equipment for say photography or just like cool gadgets, like Bluetooth headphones? Not really. I, I shoot everything just on my phone and my DSLR. Okay. And um I have just a cheap Amazon tripod if I need to shoot myself, you know, if, if I'm not traveling with Kiki. Okay. Um, Kiki gets a little more, like, she has a GoPro and she has a drone. Um, oh, she's techie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's 
just, you know, I don't know how to use that stuff, but <laughs> she does. For sure. The, the, no, that's all good. Um, do you uh, have, say, an item in your travel suitcase, your travel gear uh, that you would recommend to other people that's under $50? It's very uh, specific. Sorry. I just, I just think like there's always like cool stuff, but some of the stuff when it comes to travel is very expensive. Um, is there anything yeah. that you would recommend under $50? So this is not cool or exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's functional. Never, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, leave somewhere internationally without my um, my convert. I can't give you the specific link to this because I don't know what it's called. And it's probably yeah, made yeah. in China. But all <laughs> it is is like it's this plug where you could plug in like four different plugs, and you could plug in your USB outlets, and it has all the converters for every country. Oh yeah, that's that's always helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that some people, you know, would obviously forget about because that makes a lot of sense, though. Especially if you're doing Airbnb, because often hotels will have some for you to mm -hmm. borrow. But if you're staying at Airbnb or glamping or something, you're not going to yeah. have access to these things. Yeah, that that makes sense. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I forget what the, it's probably like a plug, I don't know, an outlet converter or something. Yeah, an outlet converter, I something think. Like that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that we do every week is uh, a book of the day. Um, do you have any book recommendations uh, for the listeners? Well, now I'm thinking this has probably been named on your stove before, <laughs> no, but it's, it's definitely the four-hour work week. For sure. Yeah, that's honestly one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's the book which, like, made me go on this freelance lifestyle kind of thing yeah. so a four-hour work week by tim ferris great i love it i love it yeah that, that's a fantastic <laughs> i love it i love it um do you have any app recommendations um i love to travel with the TripIt app and okay. i never travel without it basically when an itinerary loads into your email when you buy a plane ticket it okay. loads into the app and just like makes your itinerary so easily digestible and you can um, access it without Wi-Fi. So, Very cool. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Um, I tried something, I guess, similar. Uh, Google has like a trip app as well. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like Google trip or something, but I think it's similar, but that sound, this one sounds like, functional <laughs> that you're explaining <laughs> yeah because the one on google is like you know really sort of to get a basic understanding about the place that you're going to um i think it was google flight or something i don't know that sounds really cool so trip it and is that on iphone ios like uh android? definitely on the iphone i assume it's on the android too okay. yeah, oh, one yeah. other really important tip for people is yeah. if you travel internationally um get global entry I think okay. it's like a hundred or two hundred bucks for a couple years, but you will skip the entire customs line when you get back into the country, and that can save you thirty minutes to an hour of just really horrible waiting in line. Interesting. So global entry. So do you? Where do you get that from? Do you get that from? Like... Uh, I could send you the link. So you have to yeah. go on there, like make an appointment at your local airport, and then you okay. have to go in and it be interviewed. So they oh, basically have to just security. find out that you're a legit person. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. like, you know, past felonies or whatever. 
Yeah. And then once you're cleared, um, then you are good to go. That is really cool. So that sort of works for any country, like obviously. No, no, it only works for the U.S. So oh, for oh, the U.S. Okay. I'm sure Canada has their own. Canada probably has one as well. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty similar. Okay, so going to the U.S. So like that saves time, like coming back. I guess leaving as well. Um, coming back. Okay, yeah. coming back. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like anytime, because I know some of those coming back, like from some like trips because obviously like uh, I went to Dominican Republic last year and you know, it's one or two flights and everybody comes back at the same time. So you're just, just everybody's just so busy. It's crazy. Yeah. By that time you just want to go home. And And that's what I mean. Like, it's just like, it's just not fun. Like, cause all the flights like uh, come off at the same time. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Not fun, especially if it's in a small airport, too. It's just not cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm at LAX and it's hell. So yeah, yeah. It's good to yeah. be able to skip it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I hear LAX is just mayhem. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a very cool feature. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, is there anything that you would like to talk about before we sort of come to the end of this podcast? No, I think we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you give like fantastic tips. Like I think these are super helpful even for myself. Oh, good. So I'm going to use them. <laughs> awesome. Let yeah, me know yeah. how, how they go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so where can everybody find you on social media online? So right now I'm um my name for everything. So Kyla Yu on like Instagram, Twitter, etc. Yeah. You can find me off that handle. And um, the website we're, um, I guess, working on, most excited about right now is nomless.com, which is our food travel website. Awesome. I love it. And then what are you guys going to be posting about that? Like, just sort of, like, just places that you guys have been, like, recommendations? Yeah. So I just um, came back from Thailand. So you'll see a lot of Thailand kind of food recommendations and recipes coming up. Very cool. I love it. Um, and then where can everybody find the book? Where can everybody get that? Um, Amazon. Okay. All about Amazon. Yeah. And then it's called the 30 day travel challenge, how to make your travel dreams a reality. Yes. Awesome. Sweet. And then, um, also you blog for nylonpink.tv. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nylon pink is just more, um, kind of like beauty and spa experiences. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Sweet. Um, so that's sort of the end of the episode. What we usually do at the end of every episode is a question of the day. So you get to ask the audience, anybody that's listening, um, just a random question could be, what is your favorite color? (laughs) It could be a question that they can ponder, um, and just think about whether it's about travel or just, you know, anything to be honest. Well, actually I want to know what everyone's dream destination is. Because awesome. we recently interviewed our audience and it was Greece and I was okay. like, how, how boring. <laughs> like, not very, sure. like I want to hear about somewhere exotic, but Greece yeah. is like, oh, how average. <laughs> not to insult my audience. No, no. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. What, what is your dream destination? It's Africa just because I haven't been so literally anywhere in Africa. Just anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I want to go on a safari. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think right now my dream destination, it's so basic, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's France because I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I know, like, but wow, not even wow. just like, yeah, I know. I not even just like Paris, but like the outskirts of France because okay, that's I more watch, interesting. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, I want to go see the Eiffel tower. Yeah. No, no. Like I don't really care about that, but, um, it's just because I watch the tour de France every year. And they okay. go through France and it's just like beautiful. Like they pass by these old villages and castles and stuff. So when you say France, it's very basic. <laughs> but but yeah, there's a lot of thought behind it. No, France is amazing awesome. though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so what is your dream destination? Perfect. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, awesome, it was fun. Yeah, so everybody make sure you connect with her on social media, on her blog, follow her, um, check out the book, 30 day travel challenge and get it on Amazon. Um, and that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip flop. Canadian dream.